You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Amazing Race coverage here on the Oz Network. We have an exciting episode to talk about because a lot of things happened, and we had a surprise U-turn. There was fake cows, there were birthdays, there were other things that were interesting that I can't think of right now, but we will get to it in the episode. And yeah, we got a lot to get to. I am your lovely host, Rossi, joined by my Kajipal Jared. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back. I feel like the season is really uh, ramping up at this point. Um, a couple of good episodes in a row. Yeah, I was going to say that it's been action-packed and intense. The last episode, Kristen and I were talking very highly on. We thought it was a good episode, said for the first, like, 15 minutes that were very, you know, get the task done, and that was really kind of boring. But it really has been amping up these last few episodes, especially now that we have no more non-elimination legs to deal with. So it's been fun. I thought the episode was fun in general. There was a lot of interesting stuff going on, uh, questionable strategies that I'd like to chat about. How do you feel about the episode on, uh, on the whole? I feel like it was an episode that got better as it went along. Um, not that I thought it was terrible, but kind of, um, it just had a lot of unexpected turns. I think like the bikes was a really good idea. Cause you never really had any idea, um, where people were in relation to each other, um, which was really nice to see. Um, particularly with like having the, um, U-turn, like not knowing kind of where people were going to stack up and what order they were going to finish those detours, um, I think was really strong. And particularly like the, I think for me, the highlight, like the canal navigating and, and finding those boats. Um, cause at first when, after the U-turn, when they're like, they do the detours and they're like, okay, now you just have to get here. It kind of felt like, oh, you've just screwed over the teams. Um, that have the U-turn. Um, but the fact that that last task was actually um, challenging in, in place of having a roadblock in the episode, um, I thought was a really, uh, turned out to be a really good idea and, and a really fun thing to watch. Yeah, it was a heavy navigation episode. They were biking everywhere. They were driving ourselves everywhere. And then they had to navigate the canals. So it was very heavy on transportation and self-navigation and guidance. But that was what really sold the episode. There was a lot of interesting stuff that came because of it. And yeah, like you said, the U-turn wasn't a waste. It didn't just kill the team that was last U-turn, although they were eliminated. It didn't, it wasn't the only reason that they were eliminated. So the start, they had this stupid app. I hate this phone, like Travelocity app on the phone thing that we've got second time in this season. Yeah. I don't and like, Maybe people do, but like who theoretically, like I just don't know anybody who actually like orders travel and stuff through an app. So I suppose maybe that's why they're trying to promote it, but I just don't know anybody who does that. So maybe that's just my circle, but it just seems weird thing to try and push. And I don't like this whole like, look, it's so easy to book. Look where we're staying, like blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I think there's better promotion that they've done. Just just put the gnome on for five minutes and don't show them looking through the app. Just show the gnome, like, perusing the app instead of the actual people. Um, totally off-tangent uh, side thing, but there is a new uh, Travelocity app that's been going around here 
in the States, at least, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but with the Travelocity app and Phil's on it and he's talking to the gnome, I, I encourage everyone to go find this online somewhere. It's a great ad. I have to look it up. You can never have too much Phil. No, Phil. We need more Phil. That's that's the one downside of the Amazing Race. Not enough Phil. And then they started this episode with a stupid, like, a few teams were standing in front of the sign that said split. And they're like, it's time to split. <laughs> so stupid. And then they teams did it later when they were, like, at the airport. And some of the teams, like, we're off to wherever they're going. Like, whatever city they were flying to. And I was just like, what is this, like family vacation style like intros that we're getting not a good start yeah I, I didn't understand that whole segment did everybody get on the same flight in the end i don't know it seemed weird to me the whole kind of setup and i just don't and i like just can't remember the first part of the episode but it seemed like everyone was going to be on different flights and then did was it going to matter with what time the bikes opened i don't know everything before the bikes seemed really um inconsequential and not needed <laughs> Yeah, they yada yada all of the sort of traveling to the country kind of stuff because, like you said, it was a catch back up moment. So there was really nothing for them to do. And we got so much last episode with the kind of plain dramas that happened then. Uh, just to, while we're on that, were you a fan of seeing some old fashioned, like actual plane flight searching last episode? Uh, yes, that was the best thing ever. I don't know why that has been. Why well, I understand why it's been phased out because I think it makes it more interesting if everybody's bunched. But really, I think that's what everybody kind of wants to see is like the strategy of uh, and the tension too of are people going to get on the flights? Uh, and like we saw with like that kind of last minute people being put on standby and, and getting different flights and arriving at different times and flights being delayed. I just think it's so much more interesting if everybody's not bunched and there's opportunities to catch up i think yeah if you make the tasks hard enough then um flights are not going to matter so much that anybody's going to be automatically out of it based on what time they arrive um but i just think it's more interesting to have people apart and then people catching up and people streaking ahead and then everybody being forced to be bunched together i just yeah and that's just something that's missing from kind of the modern uh race which i think uh it would be good to see them um bring back as much as possible yeah, it was definitely not that exciting in this episode to have all the travel stuff yachted. We don't even, I got it, like you said, I don't even know who was on what flight, if they were all on the same flight or they had four flights, five flights, like, didn't really matter because the challenges and the U-turn were the bigger sentient getting moments of the episode. One thing that came out early in this episode that I noted and really caught my eye was that the Afghanimals were saying at the beginning that they were the strongest team in the race. And they're like, we, we had a few rough legs, but we're still the strongest team. And I was like, do they really think that they're the odds on favorite to win at this point? And as the episode like progressed, I was like, they're actually convinced that they're the best team. I just think they make so many random mistakes. You don't even notice so much at the time, but then all of a sudden they're dropping down the pack and they're just doing stupid things. And particularly like, them acting like it was all like purposeful this oh we did really well at the start but then um we didn't do as well like acting like it was on purpose when like it's like no you had like some really good legs then um your true colors came out and the stupid mistakes um that have made you lose before started to come creep in again and this narrative of like um 
Oh no, that wasn't them. I think that was Tyler and Corey. But the narrative of oh, we're making really good friends with people, so they won't U-turn us. Um, I just like I don't buy it because Colin and Chrissy have made the most friends out of everybody, and everybody was out to get them. So I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of like revisionist like history throughout the episode from the teams of making themselves out to be better than they actually were and that these moves were intentional, whereas clearly I think they weren't. Yeah, I also want to debate a little bit about their choice at the U-turn, but I'll save that for a little bit. But we have a momentous uh, event to celebrate. It is Nicole's birthday on The Amazing Race. Yay. Are we happy? Mm -hmm. I'm sure her brand was happy. (laughs) Yes, they have reason to celebrate. She survived her birthday leg. That was like kind of a little bit of a foreshadowing, like, oh, it's my birthday, and then... Like, will she get eliminated on her birthday? Like, they were felt like they were teasing that she could get eliminated on her birthday. Yeah, I thought for sure, especially when, like, everything, like, kind of started to go wrong for them with them being U-turned. I was like, okay, is this, like, the storyline that's being painted? Like, why even bring it up? And I love how she brought it up. She definitely brought it up in front of some other team. They just, like, didn't even, like, acknowledge or say anything, which I appreciated. The way that she brought it up was so kind of, like, it's my birthday. Like she wasn't even like that excited about it. Um, it was just a weird storyline and it had me convinced that they were, they were going to go home this episode. Yeah. It was weird that, that we got so much out of her birthday, but I mean, we, it ends up being a thing a lot on like reality TVs. If you have your birthday, uh, we've, I know there's been so many talks about like survivor birthdays, like when people are out on the Island, they have their birthdays, like, and they make a big story out of it. Almost, there's an infamous scene in, you know, U.S. Big Brother where someone's birthday turned into an argument and then the awkwardness of everyone singing happy birthday for her was hysterical. So it's been a staple of reality TV. So uh, unfortunately, this one was a little lit- lackluster in comparison to some of the more epic surprises. It, it was nothing compared to Steve's on Australian Survivor's birthday. But we also got so many references to Floyd last season with him like failing that challenge. And I also thought that was like, they really teased the last two teams to check in with all of their kind of references to the birthday and to the big mishap of Floyd last season. Were you worried at all? Yeah, for they him? Did, yeah. They got so much focus. I think the big red flag for me for like team fun was at the start where they're like, uh, this is where we finished the last time and we're definitely going to do better this time. Like as soon as people bring up, I think previous events and previous finishing placements, uh, I think you kind of have to start to worry for them. Um, but yeah, it was very obvious. Um, I suppose from the amount of attention that it was going to be between these two teams as to who went home and either way they'd kind of painted these, uh, elaborate storylines, um, to tell if they were eliminated. So then the first kind of major challenge that we get outside of finding these teams struggle to ride the bikes. Um, we were deprived a little bit of Chris and Brett having to ride a tandem bike together, which would have been so fun. If only Rupert and Laura. <laughs> Rupert and Laura. Uh, Corinne and Eliza, all these good teams. That would have been fun. But this should have been the first leg. Like this would have been a fun first leg. Yeah. Uh, Although it didn't have, the, I guess you want to draw. Anyway, whatever. This I still think this would have been a fun. No mountains like, though. You know, Mount Fuji. <laughs> no hidden immunity idols that Rupert was looking for. So, 
but the detour was the first task that we really got, which was high or dry, which was lifting a cow or vaulting over the thing to get eggs, which random, like it was set up amazing race task. Like eggs are on the other side of this like canal. You've got to jump over it and bring it to the market. Like very weird challenge. Um, I actually thought that one was a little bit more enjoyable because we actually got stuff from it. Like there was actual drama with it. than the cows, which was very simple, standard, bring it destination, do it. How'd you feel about the two detours and what was fun? What was bad? What was good? What was sad? Uh, I think they both had their good elements. I thought initially the cow, it was just the transporting there, I think was like the letdown for the cow. The fact that like they picked it up, but then they had helpers loaded onto the tractor and the helpers strapped it down. And then the helpers drove the tractor to the place and they just had to follow on the, uh, their bikes and then the helpers unstrapped this thing, but then they had to unload it down and then the helpers strapped it up to the thing and then they had to pull it up. It just felt like there was, there could have been a lot more that they did themselves. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, I suppose it would be re- uh, unrealistic for them to transport the, the cow while on the bikes. Um, but it feels like these type of challenges that like, it's going to be really physical. They almost should be doing all of it. I felt. Um, like it, it just seemed the fetch part of it seemed pointless. It was like, why aren't they just going to this tower where the cows are already there? Uh, but like, luckily it got better. Cause initially I was like, okay, they've made this too easy. Every team's doing it on their first go. And at least we got some teams struggling with, um, uh, Nicole and Victor having to do it twice. Um, but I think I agree with you that, um, other tasks was definitely the more interesting. The thing that really bugged me about this was that they didn't actually have to like jump the like canal properly, which made me really, really actually just really mad. Um, I was just like, this is like the task is to jump the canal, get the eggs and cheese, take it back. And then they're like, Oh no, you just have to jump in a way that has some semblance to that's how the Dutch do it. Um, every time they repeated that line, it just made me so annoyed because they repeated it so many, like every time they did anything, that's the Dutch way. Um, <laughs> I was just like, they should have had to jump this thing properly or otherwise it shouldn't have been like part of the task. It just felt stupid that like Nicole could just like, Oh, well she lifted her legs up. She landed in the middle of the canal, but that's how the Dutch do it. Like, no, no, so she should have had to keep going until she made it across. I just felt that was really unfair. Uh, even though it was same rules for everybody, but I just think it was stupid. Um, that it was just like, no, you just have to do it kind of correctly. And then who cares if you get across or not? And it, that just really, it kind of still bugs me. Uh, but I will um, get over it eventually, I suppose. Um, build a bridge and jump over it. <laughs> Mm. The Dutch way, obviously. It may as well have been a bridge because you didn't actually have to get across the thing. She should just run through it. Uh, they did. Uh, I felt like the task was originally set up like we anticipated. You got to jump over it. But then they saw she couldn't do it. And they're like, all right, we're just going to make it. So you get up in the air. And that's the Dutch way. I feel like she got like the time that she like they approved it though like she got I feel like she got close enough that she could have made it like she kind of landed in like maybe in the middle of the canal but it was only because like the pole kind of went backwards instead of forwards like she had the height to do it I just felt like 
I just don't understand the element if you don't actually have to do it. Then, like, I'm like, just, I don't know, make them jump across it or, or run through it or, or make it some other task. Particularly because, like, we've seen this, like, before in The Amazing Race. It's not like an original um, task that they've never done before. So, I'm like, if you're going to bring it back, make them, like, do it properly or just. I don't know, put some other element in there. They just have to throw the eggs across the canal to one another or something. I don't know. It was just like, just don't put something in if you don't actually have to do it properly. I feel like at least her attempt was better than, uh, what's it, Floyd's, where he just like went splatting in the middle of the canal. And they're like, that's good enough. Was not too upset with that. But yeah, I see like it's not really doing the task. But at the end of the day, the task was more about transporting the produce than actually jumping the canal. So I, I'm not too mad as, as you are. I can see both sides of it. I think too, like, I think it was like, I don't know if it was Floyd or Becca who actually carried the eggs through, but they did pretty much just run kind of through. But I don't, it just, I don't know. It's just, it bugs me. But that was the whole challenge that they had to do it safely. I just thought that was a more interesting challenge, especially when like Beck and Floyd come back after doing it and they broke the egg. So they have to go back again and redo it. And like Victor and Nicole, they're doing it, but Victor has Nicole not pedal so she can keep the egg safe, which worked out, but then they got tired later or something. So uh, that was a strategy that they used a lot of questionable strategies with the tasks and the one thing that really confused me about the cow thing was how hard it was to find. Like Becca and Floyd got so lost getting to it. And then Nicole and Victor also happened past it. And Colin and Christy almost missed it too, if it wasn't for some help from the other teams. So uh, that was probably like the most difficult part of it. And then some teams didn't want to have to climb up the bell tower at the end. They're like, do we have to? That lady though at the top was so like overly enthusiastic though. <laughs> Which just made me laugh because she was so happy and they were just like, we just don't want to be here right now and I have to climb up this thing. And uh, like Nicole's one good moment of the entire race was when she asked if there's some other way to get down other than the stairs. Um, so like she's had one good moment out of, what, 10 legs now. So um, that was something. Is that a good moment? I don't know if that's quite a good moment, but okay. It, it was a moment. That was less than, well, better than bland. Um, we also got to see a lot of Beast Mode Colin, who, like, absolutely killed all of these challenges. Like Christy was saying, like, he was pretty much single-handedly lifted the the cow all the way up by himself, while some teams, like, struggled to do it together. Like, he's an animal. Definitely carrying the team and like every single challenge that's physical, like they, if they can just get a final leg that has lots of physical elements, I think like it doesn't really matter what order they get to the challenge. And I think Colin potentially leaves the challenge first. Yeah. They're just killing it. And they're like, obviously our front runners at this point to win because they can just absolutely kill any challenge and they'll be fine. So we get the introduction of the surprise U-turn after the task. Um, obviously, they didn't see it coming. I know they talked about it, but they felt like they Phil sold it as like a big twist, like surprise tear at this random ice cream stand on this bridge. But it came as a surprise to the racers. So they had to U-turn 
And this is where the strategy makes no sense to me. Like I followed Leo and Jamal for all their strategies, but this just came out of left field for me where they were like, Nicole and Victor, you turned or voted for us at that public vote. So now we're going to U-turn them. And like, that was the only like justifiable reason that they gave for you turning them was like, you got us. Now we got you. And it just seemed to like kill them. They were so focused on that, that like nothing else mattered. Like they were blinded by everything else. Like, I mean, fair enough. that They're like a strong team. They're the only non-race team and they're still doing well. But it just struck me as really weird that they were so set on this like revenge. Yeah, I agree, particularly because out of. I think you could say out of all the teams left, the Afghanimals have been like the most strategic throughout. They're always trying to like throw people the other, like the wrong way. It's not like, like Victor's vote actually caused them to be U-turned. And like, it felt like Nicole like apologized about it and they let it go. I suppose the only thing is that they just didn't have many options on who to U-turn, but from like what they've said, it seemed like they were kind of their targets no matter what order they arrived there. And I, I just think that's really short-sighted. Um, just by all the teams of like the U-turn choices, I know like Colin and Chrissy were kind of right in front of Tyler and Corey. So maybe like it's harder to U-turn somebody when they're standing right there. But I just felt like, Surely, like, at this point, like, you U-turn them because they're right behind you or you U-turn the Afghanimals. Like, this could have been an opportunity, like, Colin and Christy U-turn the Afghanimals, then Tyler and Corey U-turn Colin and Christy have already gone through. Like, then you, like, get out of threat. It's like, like everybody didn't take uh, this chance properly to do some real damage to one of kind of the front-running teams. Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether it kind of comes back to bite people in, in the final weeks if, if those teams end up winning. It was especially weird that we got so much of this not strange strategy. I won't classify it as anything. It's just like weird that especially because this was the last U-turn. Probably it's not going to be the last U-turn. We're not going to see one in the future, right? No, I don't think so. And I think like at this point, like the gloves were off, like – people who, like, everybody was kind of out to get Colin Christie. Like, you don't really owe anybody, like, loyalty at this point. And, yeah, you know that there's not going to be any, like, consequence of, oh, I've, you turned them, now they're going to come after me because there's, there's, like, this is it. So it just felt like it was just weird the way it happened. I do think it was just because kind of everybody was there at the same time. But, I don't know, I just think some odd kind of choices overall. But, I mean, I'm not too surprised with Colin and Christy. They don't seem like a team that would do, like, you turning anyone for no, like, they unless they're desperate, they wouldn't kind of do it out of intent to eliminate someone. They just seem like they're in their own element. They don't need to worry about anyone else unless they have to. Mm, I suppose for, for them, they probably see it as bad karma, too. Um, yeah, they got to put... really with their Zen vibe, is it? Positive but, yeah. energy in the I universe. I feel like better options for people. Yeah, they're just a weird thing. And then, like, this obviously goes back to the Afghanimals saying that they're the strongest team and then they're going to eliminate, like, one of the weaker teams. Like, it just really was not a great look. And then they were, like, gloating about it later, too. Like, when someone was like, happy birthday, Nicole. Like, it was, like, this big move. Like, it really, it just felt like it didn't look good for them to be, like, gloating about it either. Oh, yeah, they also made, like, a weird comment that they were, like, setting up enemies like 
that like by Nicole and Victor doing that vote, they set up enemies with the Afghanimals and they were like exacting this great revenge plan. It was just all in all, like they all the U-turn was really weird. And I didn't even understand how Nicole and Victor knew that Becca and Floyd were in last. Like that seemed like a big shock to me. Yeah, I was trying to, like, piece that together. Like, I felt there was some moment where they thought they were behind them. I don't know if it was something to do with, like, the bikes when they first got to the clue for the detour. Like, I can't really remember the order. But it seemed like I was just waiting for them to, like, U-turn a team that was in front of them or for it to be, like, a bigger, like, decision of, like, oh, who, like, who is possibly behind us? But they did seem to know. So I'm wondering if there was maybe more there that we didn't see. I kind of hate this whole, like being able to count where you are based on how many clues are in the boxes as well. Um, I almost wish they would just like stuff in like a random amount. So you don't know where you're sitting in the order, but I mean, that's a minor point. I mean, you could also tell sometimes by like the amount of cars that are places or like in this canal challenge, like how many boats were still at each place. Like, so there was yeah, other ways when they get to the clue boxes and straight away, they're like, okay, like we're good. There's like three other clues in there. Yeah. I guess it does kill out some of the suspense of, at least for this leg, maybe it worked well in this leg because the canal challenge was actually really tough and some people's really, it changed the order a lot. So maybe like that was fine. Like, okay, we saw the clues like Tal and Corey felt safe because they came in third, but they actually finished earlier. So like it kind of worked out in that way. And then we had a lot of driving, a lot of navigating, a lot of confusion. And then the, the last challenge, which we talked a little bit about was the boat challenge where you have to form this train and get... Uh, to the island. I wish there was a little bit more than just find two boats and navigate. I wish it was like, we've got to take tourists to the island or something. I mean, it just felt a little random that they had to take two extra boats to get to this island. It brought so much. There were so many like navigation errors, like the Afghanimals went all the way out and didn't find the boat. And then they tried to go back and people were like, get out of this way. And then uh, the awful local that told Tyler and Corey that they were idiots, like rude jerk. Like, Oh, the locals, they were just like the highlight of this. Like you had so many extremes of like people running in straight into other people and then being like, Oh no, like it's okay. Like, don't worry. And then yeah, that like a grumpy guy who were like, what are you guys idiots? And then Tyler like, Oh, we're not trying to be, um, it just was, it turned out to be so good, uh, which was such a shock because initially I was like, as soon as they mentioned like the first team to like think, read the clue was like, like look for the boats and the canals and then head to the pit stop. I'm like, are we not having like a detour or an actual hard challenge after this like U-turn? It's just going to be whoever gets their last is automatically gone. Um, but like props to the producers because this was just really it was just a really good challenge. It had so many just fun moments to watch. Uh, when the Afghanimals are asking that random person on the bike to like help fix their motor, uh, the fact that they just went all over the place, Colin and his whole, like, I just like boated my whole childhood and visited friends and lived on the canal or whatever. Yeah. There was just like too many moments to name. And the fact that the order really shifted here and it felt like it was anybody's, game and like there were so many like good moments to edit in with people missing like exit to the canal and showing like the arrows and uh, it was just an amazing challenge particularly for something that was just like thrown in it wasn't like it was a structured detour or roadblock um, but it just provided so much entertainment this would have been torture as a roadblock 
Like, I feel like they could have done it as a roadblock where one team is doing one person's doing all the work and the other person's just there. But like, yeah, that would have been it was just a brutal challenge that we weren't expecting. I think what really sold it for me was when they do the map, like zoom out of like where people are in the canals. And you can see how massive this place really is. Like where Tyler and Corey are way up north or whatever. And then the, like the Afghanimals are south and they're like just navigating it and trying to get back in. And then all the locals were so great. Some of the people were really, really helpful. Some one rude jerk. And like some of the kids are coming out and the dogs and the pets and like the boat of the goats and stuff. Like the random ladies. We <laughs> went past Tyler and Corey. That was so good. And just it was so packed and crowded, which was so great. There were just so many other factors involved that made it so much more difficult. Because you imagine if they'd got like a horrible day that like nobody would want to be out and they're like the only people on the canal, like it would have made it so much easier. And I think I appreciated the fact too that there were only like a limited number of boats at each station. So, like, theoretically, you could have had teams follow each other, but, like, it wasn't going to work all the way to the end because there were just boats kind of that they had to collect at just all different points and there were multiple options, which I just think makes things so much more exciting when when teams can't really work together and they have to kind of separate and go their own way and it's a risk, which, yeah, it was just... uh, I just think it's one of kind of the best challenges, like, towards an end of an episode uh, that that we've seen. And there were like one way canals apparently too, like because someone was the Afghanimals went back in the wrong way apparently and stuff. Like you said about working together, like teams really couldn't even if they wanted to. The canals are so narrow and tight, like it's hard to like have one team. All right, we're going to get our boat, and now you're going to get your boat, and it's like it's congested. It's just crazy and packed. So there was no way that teams could even want to work together. But apparently there were so many like avenues and ways to go that like it didn't even. Like, teams just separated so quickly anyway. And then teams had to make their way to the final island in the middle of the water or whatever, the sea. And that was pretty much it. Like, they tried to sell some suspense about Nicole and Victor and Becca and Floyd. Like, Nicole and Victor went the long way, and the other team found that shortcut. But, like, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. And we lost our precious team fun. You were probably so nervous. Like, a good team... And then a not so good team at the final two teams. Yeah, I feel like there was like it was like well, I don't know if I would say well, dream final four of the teams left. And yeah, if only um, I don't know. I suppose it's kind of interesting for people who watch Big Brother to still have a team in, and that the fact that it's not kind of final four all race teams, I suppose, sells the theme a little bit better. I mean, overall. I would have rather this was different, but I think of all the Amazing Race teams of the team that I'm kind of uh, least upset to lose, I think at this point is Team Fun, who I do really like and love, but I just felt like I think watching their season right before this, like I was just a little bit kind of worn out, um, too much positive energy. Uh, it was nice though seeing kind of, uh, the cracks exposed a bit like Becca like going off at the guy counting the eggs which she was kind of half joking but it felt like it was kind of serious as well uh, so it's kind of nice the uh, the frustrated side of team fun team un- I don't know what they said what's that what's the low of the fun meter like not very fun <laughs> 
Probably Sonny doesn't actually that bad. <laughs> we Kristen, I think Kristen coined it as not very fun or unfun or something like that. So I think uh, that's not having fun. It would be something like not having fun yet, or had have like a positive spin on the end of it. <laughs> and then oh, when Becca is like, "But you're still racing at the end," and Phil's like, "No, no more non-eliminations," and her face just drops. Phil wasn't having that for a second. Uh, which I love because we kind of talked about before, like, or does this mean, like, that maybe we'll just get, like, a continue racing leg because technically that's not a non-elimination, but I'm glad that it was just kind of like, no, nah, too bad, go home. Oh, feels just great. Uh, pit stop greeted, can't remember who it was this time. Uh, outshadowed by the dogs. Yeah, always will be outshadowed by the dogs. So we have to go and look at our preseason predictions of where we placed Team fun. Let's start with Kristen because she's probably in the most off. Kristen said, uh, Beck and Floyd finished in fifth place again. And Kristen said they would finish in sixth place. So she was not too far off. Colin said they would finish in first. So Colin lost his winner's pick, unfortunately. Where did you say Chris, uh, Team Fun would go? You said Team Fun would be in fifth. So you got it right on the money. And it's two in a row you've gotten right on, I will say. And I said that the dream. Team Fun would also finish in fifth place. So we both get a point this time. You are still continuing your rise to win based on having all six teams in the top six. So Yeah, started off poorly. It's, it's coming together towards the end. But still plenty of time for it to fall apart. So looking at your predictions, which have been dead on so far since top six, uh, you say Tyler and Corey are going to be eliminated next. Does that track? I do not see that happening. Uh, All right. Well, then you will not get that point next week. Who do you think is out next? And who do you think is, is next episode the finale? I think it is. I think they're doing that weird kind of eliminated team halfway through again, which I don't like, but... I don't like a lot of things, so I feel like I want to say, like, Nicole and Victor. To me, that's, like, the logical team that's going to go home is, like, Nicole and Victor or the Afghanimals at this point, I think, are the team that's going to miss out on the final three. I just feel like the Afghanimals are a team that's likely to make a, just a terrible mistake. Uh, they've had lots of troubles navigating to throughout the whole season. So I think depending on if we get a lot of self-navigation, they're in trouble. And the Colin Victor, I just, I mean, they've done really well, but I feel like they're kind of coming off that streak of like second places. It's like they peaked too early and they're like not doing as well under the pressure of these final legs. And who do you think at this point is most likely to win? I still think, I think Tyler and Corey, just because they had that streak of first places in this episode, like they did stuff wrong, but they still finished second. I don't know. They just feel, I feel like they're always towards the front of the pack. And, and while like, you could argue that Colin and Christy are more consistent, I just think that those like four first places in a row is just a big kind of thing that they can bank on. I don't know. I just feel like both of them are equally strong. Um, which I would say is not so much the case with Colin and Christy, although, like, how could Christy be as beast mode as Colin? Like, it's like nobody else on the race is. But I think as a team, they're the most um, evenly matched 
of the people left. I feel like Leo and Jamal argue with each other and like are not willing to take responsibility for their mistakes. Um, and then I think the other teams all have kind of one partner who's clearly uh, the more competitive of the pair, whereas Tyler and Corey, I think, balance each other out the most. Colin and Christine, this episode continue their streak. Uh, we, Kristen informed me last episode that Colin and Christy are on like some incredibly long, I don't know the amount of legs, but have finished fourth or better since their, the third ever leg of the amazing race and will not break no matter where they finish from here on out. So if, even if they get eliminated next episode, they have maintained fourth or better since the third leg ever of the amazing race that they've been on. They're just so impressive. And I feel like you don't, like, I know that they came under fire, the U-turn, I didn't think that was going to happen and happen, but it just feels like they just do it really effortless. Effort, anyway. <laughs> the irony of you saying that. <laughs> Doesn't take them any effort <laughs> to, to, um, oh my gosh. It just comes really easy to them, let's put it that way. Uh, it doesn't look like they're trying. Uh, it comes effortlessly for them. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, they're just killing it. I'm. Ho- I mean, I'm still ho- like, I'm torn because Tyler and Corey are my winner picks from the preseason, but I love Colin and Christy so much, so it's tough either way with any either of those two teams winning. I'd be happy. So I just want Colin and Christy to win the whole thing, but then I also just want them to come back for another season again. Uh, unlikely. It took them like what, 20 plus seasons to come back the first time. So, Oh, well, season 50, whatever. Um, <laughs> right. It's going to last that long. I think like, I hope that like them doing so well gives production faith to bring back other kind of classic teams from early on. I'm hoping I, I feel like that's not going to happen, but I think that would be uh, a good legacy for them to have, um, regardless of how things end up that like, that we just get this kind of streak of like really old school teams coming back uh, whenever we have returning teams. We're on that trend right now with um, the Amazing Race doing it this season, bringing Colin and Christy back, and then uh, with no, no spoilers, but Survivor 40 kind of having some older school as well. So it, it seems to be a trend at the moment. So here's to hoping. I think you can like satisfy everybody, like because there's plenty of like recent teams that people love and remember and like, uh, and you can satisfy uh, people who've only started watching recently, um, or people only remember season to season. Um, but then just bringing, just throwing in like even just like one old school team, I think bring like a lot of like fans who've been watching for a long time on board, and it just has a really nostalgic feel. And I think these storylines, too, that we've gotten with Colin and Christy of, like, how has this team changed since however many years ago, um, just provide a really interesting element to the race. It is fun. We have our finale coverage coming next week. Hopefully we'll have everyone here to talk about that. Excited to see who is the newest reigning Amazing Race champion. Cody and Jessica have held the title for the most, the longest reigning. Uh, so finally get them dethroned and have new winners to talk about. Before we go, we do have to rate the episode. So what are you going to do this week? Kristen's not here to ruin it, but you can still do whatever you want. 
Yeah, in recognition of talking about old school teams, um, I'm going to go with the classic rating system, um, and I am going to buy this episode. I think it was uh, a great episode, one of the best of the season. I quite agree. It was a fun episode. I will also buy it, but as a new school fan as well, I'm going to add a twist to it, and I'm going to buy it and watch it on the canals. Oh, good idea. Uh, maybe some singing in the background. Maybe some people yelling at me. Uh, maybe some goats. goats on the boat. Yeah, it's going to be an intense viewing. You're all what you and Kristen, Colin, and others are invited to join me if you'd like. But on on your boat or, or one of the train boats behind? No, you got to sit two boats back. Okay, so you're gonna have to put your glasses on to see, but. Oh, yeah, <laughs> You're only two boats back, but anyway, that is it. We will be here for next week to talk about the finale with everyone. I say that even though I have no, nothing confirmed, but that's what we hope. Uh, Jared's going to have to stay up very late to keep in time with our North American times over here, but he's been a trooper so far. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been fun. Um, Let's hope for the best possible outcome that we have all Amazing Race teams in the final three. And let's hope for the outcome where Nicole and Victor come in third for the Big Brother fans out there and her people. Her brand. Uh, That'll be it for us. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the finale. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.